0: hi guys welcome back to love today i'm joined by one of my dear friends all the way from mexico juan pablo susan we're Hola. going to be talking about everything to do with sexuality so without further ado everybody welcome my friend
1: hello hello this is your host with the most captain nemo aka nemo hoes how you doing
0: okay i wanted to actually ask you first off if you had ever questioned your sexuality if you'd ever been you know curious about other things apart from heterosexuality, or
1: if, you, if you've always known that you are 100% straight. Man, right off the bat, I love I love the serious questions. You know,
0: <laughs> I'm diving right in.
1: From a, I mean, yeah, who who has it? Not like a, a real emotional like uh, questioning, but like like you see other sexualities around you, and you think like, why am I like this? Why why do I like a certain type of people? And you say like, is it because? So well, it's more of like a logical question, you know? It's like, have I, am I straight just because I've been raised re- straight? And then I, I've tried to like hypothetically put myself in a situation. And I guess me personally, I don't think I'm attracted to males. Like, I not that I find them repulsive or anything, but it's just like, there's not some sort of like sexual factor, you know? But I have tried to like say that. Like, For example, huh?
0: Okay, so take this as an example. So if you're on the street and you saw a really good-looking guy, mm-hmm. are you the kind of person that won't even, you know, admit the fact that he's good-looking? Or, you, will be, or will you would you be able to say, like, oh, he's actually, you know, he's a good-looking guy? Like, can you at least do that? I, mean,
1: I don't think anyone could, like, deny that, you know? If there's a good-looking person on the street... No, there are
0: actually some people. But I th- there are actually some people that even by doing that that means that you're you know more prone to being more than one that more having, having more than one sexuality if you're just complimenting someone that's the same gender as you well i
1: i don't think i'm a, i'm, a, I'm like scared of my sexuality you know because there are maybe like some like macho guys out there that like see uh, an attractive person because like beauty's a like a societal standard right and so they see someone that it's, subjective. it's it's it is subjective but it's it's it tends to be objective at to a certain degree so if you see someone that's attractive and then you internalize like oh wow it's that's attractive person and then someone makes a comment and says no what are you what are you crazy no that's a guy he can't be attractive yeah. it's like hey i mean like <gasps> dude guy's cute you know he's hot <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that makes a lot i think that i think that also it varies like if you're a girl or if you're a man or a female, for example i think if you're if you're a girl it's a little bit more acceptable in a way whereas if you're a guy and you're seeing another male person and you think they're good looking it's it's frowned upon a little bit more or a little bit less understood
1: to well day. it could also be because girls operate on sort of a value system of attractiveness right like that is like a key not a key okay it's definitely not a key factor but it's like like girls sort of hold hold themselves on these sort of like standards like what do
0: you mean by a the system like
1: if if someone is is well dressed like well kept between like females in a room i feel like you can get a sense of like who is i think some people some females would feel like they're more secure in a certain, certain way just because like you're more attractive you're better dressed or something in, in sense of beauty, you know? Do you
0: feel like... No, no,
1: no, no I, not not, not ever, like not ever. Do you females
0: in general vibe certain things based on how someone looks?
1: I, I think so. I think more so than guys, you know? Like, if you're put in a room with guys, I feel like guys will try to... That same sort of value system might be based off, like, maybe I would say more, like, financially or just, like, maybe, like, muscle mass, you know? Like, sort of, like, a more, like, primitive scale. Yeah. Like i own more land or i am bigger than you and i i I can take this land from you right and then for girls at least more in the last thousands of years it's like oh i am more attractive and i can get what i want you know but i I know that's that's i feel like that's just really i'm not trying to degrade i'm not not trying to degrade the female species but i feel like it it is it's more of a a tendency female
0: species hello
1: (laughs) the female gender sorry apologies
0: okay okay that's cool because for example for me personally I think as a female in general especially it depends how old you are as well and if you've been exposed to this kind of situation and your level of maturity like a lot of different things come into play because if I think back to when I was younger in my teens for example Mm -hmm. if I saw a girl that was pretty I'm not saying I was threatened but you get a sense of like you know, you feel a bit wobbly because, no, you're, so, so you're, you know, she's also... Yeah.
1: I, so, it's kind of like an instinctive thing. Is this like a friend or foe sort of thing, or is it like a wobbly, like, like a foe thing, or a wobbly, like, sexually attractive sort of
0: thing? No, no, it's not the second one. It's the first one. It's definitely more... It's not... You're, you're not even exposing that... What you're feeling—it's just like an instinctive gut feeling, like an animal instinct,
1: basically—that
0: mm. you get as a girl around other girls. And I'm not the only girl to say this. I have multiple friends that I've spoken to about this, or that I've been in situations with, and I've noticed the way that they've reacted to another attractive girl coming coming away from
1: mm. them. I, I...
0: And I always try—I always try to question myself when I'm put in these situations. And over time being in these situations more often. I don't find myself being so threatened anymore. I think it's important, especially nowadays, to support each other, especially as women, and not to feel threatened if another girl is beautiful, or not to feel threatened if another female is doing the same profession as you, or striving for the same goals. It should should be more of a support system.
1: Amen, sister, amen to that. Now, I I have a question for you. What is sexuality?
0: Okay, sexuality, personally for me, is a sum up of the environment you've been exposed to, the the values that you've been brought up within your, with your family, because, you know, I think as, as a baby, a newborn baby, you don't know what you're going to be attracted to. Being born in this society and having all of these external influences the first stereotype of a couple that you're exposed to is male and female. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that taught from when you're little to be accustomed to. Mm. Obviously, nowadays you can be it's... exposed to different genders, and and I think it's important to question that and question yourself, even if you've never questioned before. Just ask yourself, like, or put yourself in a situation where you're exposed to people that are have different sexual orientations to you and see what happens. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, okay, that's a very broad definition of sexuality. Cause some might say you know, sexu- <laughs> sexuality is that little heat you feel between your legs, you know. But you know, it is a lot more broad than that. Oh
0: my God, I can't believe that. <laughs> it, it's, it's, a,
1: it's a lot more broad than that, you know. It's an identity. It's like how you're raised, and and I think you make make a very good point. You know, it's like you're brought up with just male or female, because uh, most people have parents that give birth to you, right? So you have a yeah. male parent with a female parent that gives birth to the whatever the male, or the female. And so biologically speaking, that's how, you know, that's how the kiddos pop out. But
0: That's how it works. That's science. Exactly.
1: But I think, you know, who knows, what if we were raised in, I think we, we spoke about this earlier, but what if we were raised in like some sort of hypothetical world where where that wasn't the case, you know, where, where you weren't pushed to, to some sort of agenda, some sexual agenda, and you was just you're just put on this earth and free bond. You're improvised to find whatever it's your sexuality free. is. Exactly like who knows
0: what yeah. would happen
1: you know if like biologically our pheromones would attract us to back into the male female or maybe like you know there'd be a, yeah. a bigger well,
0: pheromone, pheromones in itself like the concept of pheromones exists like you actually feel them like w- w- that's why you're attracted to people and, and you're, not, you're like specific people and you're not attracted to, to everyone because of the pheromones you can't be attracted to every single person there are certain there are certain qualities and certain vibes that people give to you and obviously it depends on like your upbringing and everything but you're 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 always going to be attracted to specific people
1: so so do you think it's more of a all right so is it more of a spectrum then for do you think for everyone
0: well yeah i mean like it's like when people ask you do you have a type and whenever people ask me this i don't know how to reply because honestly it's not like i go out on a daily basis and i only look at a specific Kind of person that looks a specific way, you like when I when I get to know someone, I don't just speak to them because they have I don't know blonde hair, blue eyes, or because they're, um, you know they have a, a really nice body or whatever. I mean, the superficial things, yeah, they're the first thing you see. But when you get to speak, when you speak to someone, I think a person can. I do believe that a person can become more attractive when you get to know them, other than just the impact of what they look like. Hmm. What
1: do you think? What do you think the, the sexual world will look like in the next in, in 50 years from now you know obviously there's big there's, oh my God. There's, 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 50, 50 years because obviously there's huge strides within uh like, like gay communities and like just like sexual liberty where people are more free to express themselves and the lgbtq yeah. urs T U V movement has done you know a lot to to go to, to break boundary but like <laughs> so at this point i feel like like we've seen we've seen this sort of movement within the civil rights movement and now we're living in it right like this sort of like racial yeah. freedom it's not equal but it's like for the most part freedom and it's getting it's heroic. Yeah, like, and, and that just, even just
0: the legalization of, of, of gay marriage that's such a big step in society step. so in 50 and years
1: I, and, that, and that was the legalization that was that was a couple of years back right so now in 50 years
0: yeah it wouldn't even that
1: long ago it, do you think we'll even still be using the words like gay or, or straight or do you think it's just, like, it just won't even matter? Well, I guess I it's still identify because we, I mean, st- we still use... Not
0: that it, it doesn't matter, like, it doesn't matter what sexual orientation you are, but just to identify, it's just, it just it's, it's, it's a word that has a meaning, just like any other word. I think what you're trying to say is, will it have the same negative connotation that's attributed to it nowadays? And personally, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's still a wobbly topic to speak about now, but people are gradually becoming more open-minded and more understanding of differences of opinion, differences in sexual orientation. So I think in 50 years, I hope that the progress that we're making now to this day will progress more. So talking about, like I hinted before in my previous topic, I hinted at culture and values. So, obviously, I'm living in China right now, you're all the way in Mexico, and we know for a fact that culture has a big impact on society in general, but I do think on the way people see sexuality, how they're allowed to speak about it, and, yeah, just in general, I wanted to get your opinion on that. Hmm. What
1: do you think? On sexual, or I guess culture... Do you
0: think culture? and your, your your values, the values that you've been brought up to, exposed with, do you think that has a play in the role of sexuality?
1: Hmm, okay, so I guess I, I can give a little background of how I was raised then, you know? I was raised by two Mexican parents, and so the Mexican culture is a little bit machismo, where, <laughs> I mean, not, not so much where it's like, you know, uh, misogynistic, but like the male is sort of like the, the the it, yeah, it, no, it, in control of, like the family to a certain degree. I mean, and, and it's been like that economically for the like past two hundred years. No, like I guess however many yeah. And so the woman has always had a role in the house, and then the, the man has been had a role. Like, I guess working. Obviously, that's been cha- that's changed in the last fifty years. You like but it's, you can still like smell like incident in terms of like I guess more in Mexico compared to like South American countries. Like, and I'm not saying after those for those uh viewers the audience who happen to be mexican i'm not saying this is completely true but i feel like the women tends to be more li-
0: it's a stereotype it's a stereotype
1: it tends to look like, the woman tends to be a little more reserved and the male more i guess like more out there in certain sort of like social circles yeah. not saying it's true but it's a pattern that's been going on through the last 200 years that's still sort of seeking its way into like modernity you
0: still notice like if you're out about in the city like do you notice couples that that, that, are they like that or are they changing and
1: there's change you can there's, there's definitely change but like sometimes and i don't know if it's just me diving to the stereotypes but sometimes yeah and then i mean i feel like that that is a sort of a there's similarities between like South American countries, you know, or Latin American countries, and a little bit of like, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, just a little bit of the westernized like nations. Obviously, like the very liberal nations, you don't even see it anymore, but yeah, but I mean, like the those liberal values are still yet to to sweep completely through through Latin America. Mm. But now that you're saying that, you...
0: so what are you like? Personally, like, do you like to be that kind of person? No, no, no. In a I mean,
1: per no. okay, I guess personally, no, I like, I like. I like to there to be extreme equality with, uh, if I was with a partner or just like any sort of like social relationship, right? But I mean, I still mm-hmm. I still get like a little bit of feeling if if the only thing if if I'm at dinner and I'm I'm with a girl around date or something and there's a check like I mean I, I, there's a sort of like compulsion in me that, that I can't let her pay. She just won't pay, and it's not just like a of American
0: ever. Or just time?
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> depends how attractive she is. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. No, no,
0: no. Always, always,
1: always. I can't. That's just. That's just. It's always. It's how I was raised, and it's it's just. And yeah, you can say that's like not really like.
0: Okay. Okay. So take for example that this girl, you go on the first date, you kind of get Mm -hmm. by that she's not a gold digger, but you know, like she likes to be treated often. And okay, you pay for her on the first day because you've been a gentleman, and then you know you take her out for a couple more days, and you, you know just like the same no, same thing is happening. Problem problem. But her behaviour towards it is very like you're supposed to do this would you not hint on that? And that wouldn't, wouldn't that annoy you to a certain extent, even if it's in your, oh, you, know, your com, you know, you com, know, it's completely. new to pay. If, if
1: I can feel that sort of like gold digger vibe on the first date, there probably won't be a second date, you know, but it goes, Oh, burn. it it, go, it does go a long way for the female to like, sort of, you know, reach in, make the attempt, you know, just like, and then me just kind of like, just grabbing like, come on, get that hand Has out of here. Has it ever happened to you? Have you been
0: a date where a girl was like, no, I want to pay half oh of course of course, of course.
1: and it just it just lightens your heart you know it just it does it does so much. and
0: what do you do
1: and no I, I, I won't let it happen of course not come on come you've on you've never
0: let it happen before i mean maybe
1: i've been off my guard maybe i, I, I blinked for a little too long and then before you know it <laughs> the checks the checks sailed away <laughs> what, 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 but tell me more about tell me more about china what's the what's the sexuality like in china what's the dating
0: you know? the dating
1: culture just anything you know just like what, what do you see
0: okay well I do feel like in general as a stereotype sexuality here is is quite reserved in in many ways and having lived here for a year now oh that's freaking to say for a year you can definitely see how they're not very open with showing affection around other people The, the the females actually have a lot more power over the males here they're the ones that you know do all the the ordering and like tell telling the guy what to do um not not in a rude way or anything but you can just see that they're the more powerful they have the more powerful role in 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 the couple situation Mm -hmm. um it's happened to me actually a couple of times where i've been on the metro and i've just been you know looking at or noticing these couples and they some of them actually there's two extremes some of them are over affectionate and like you know 100% PDA full on and then there are other couples that you know barely look at each other and you know they'll be walking next to each other but not holding hands or not even engaging with each other in in any way not just speaking but just like physical contact or eye contact or anything and I've spoken to not only my, 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 my colleagues at work but like Chinese friends in general and they've all told me that sexuality as a topic isn't spoken about here, that it's not, you know, it's not a freely open-minded mm. subject that you can speak about with people. Um, yeah, I, 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 I not can not see Not even it. with your families, apparently. So, do you,
1: okay, if you,
0: yeah, I'm not saying you, that they're not affectionate with each other in, like, in closed doors. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they're, they're very much more affectionate when they're by themselves, but if it's around other people, they do put out certain So,
1: so follow-up question to that one. So you, you probably don't see a lot of PDA in public, right? Like in in a park, like couples kissing, or like...
0: Well, no, it's extremes. It's, it's actually funny, it's extremes. I've seen almost too much PDA when they're literally standing on the metro and they'll be, you know, right up in each other's business and like, little, you know, hugging a them. Little that's a little twerk action? on the metro? Out, that's a thing here. So when I'm on the metro, even when I'm outside in general, Um, couples, whenever I'm walking by them, they'll be a little bit more protective, or you'll notice the girl that gets a little bit closer to her boyfriend, or they'll be a little bit cuter with each other than they usually would if if I wasn't going to be there. And so it's extremes. In general, they're not, you know, they're not full-on usually, but I have encountered some rare cases where it's been almost too much in my business.
1: So for for the, the audience members of Love, now your host is a very attractive blonde girl. Now, I would like. Whoa, 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 this, oh my God! This this has a follow-up little digestion. Okay, so do you would you think you're you're attractive within Asian cultures? Like, do you think they would see you as attractive?
0: Ah, uh, this is actually a funny thing to talk about. So, I know this for a fact that Chinese males. I think they, they definitely perceive Westerners as like this taboo kind of topic because, you know, they, they probably know that outside of China, things are, your know, sexuality in general is different. We're more open minded in, in comparison to what they're allowed to speak about and talk about and, you know, do. So I definitely think that when they see a foreigner in general, they're, you know, they're, they're a little bit curious mm, the little, about
1: the how guilty pleasure are in oh, the forbidden our society. Fruit. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but that's probably why that's probably why when i'm around couples i notice the female that like they'll become more a little
1: more oh you know, okay, but okay, okay.
0: that doesn't just happen I think that happens that happens anywhere like you know if you're in a couple anywhere around the world and there's a really attractive girl that comes your way or a really attractive guy like you're both gonna look and you know you'll both feel something inside you might not even externalize it or say it to your partner you but you'll butter- both feel like a little bit more protective towards your respective other, because that's just human nature, isn't it? Like, that's your person. I'm not saying that you own that person, but you know, when if you love someone that much, you're, you're gonna be, you're gonna feel threatened by someone or something that you feel might be. You know, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. You're with your
1: couple. You see an attractive girl walking by, and you feel that Asian zing. <laughs> Nothing stopping it there, you know. <laughs> Nothing stopping it there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay, so I actually wanted to talk about a bit of a taboo. No taboo. Like, I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you already
1: you already you started. So obviously, start
0: sexuality.
1: <laughs> it can only get easier for now. I know. They
0: okay. keep okay. coming at you. Okay, let's see. So, sexuality in general. Okay, let's think of it as a tree trunk, right? And there are lots of different branches that can come out of it. So, you know, couples. couples
1: kinky, kinky. Own, I like it.
0: Own personal sexual yeah there, there are different there are different tastes i guess you could say so there's like snm and you know different fetishes yeah. what's your whole thought process on these things do you agree with them do you accept them do you even know they exist or so, do you think they're so, okay, they sexual preferences taboo?
1: in in behavior or okay because i mean within these branches we're sort of talking about it's also like uh like ethnic ethnically like what what's your preferred uh flavor uh, i guess like <laughs> i guess like sexual speaking (laughs) like what you prefer or i guess like bodily speaking you know like what what part of the body you like or even like uh the
0: yeah like all of these these different phenomenons like you know fetishes snm like all of these things they came up they 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 were they're born for a certain reason they weren't like they weren't just they weren't there before were they so the fact that these concepts exist because people are you know, more open to trying different things and like learning about themselves constantly in, in that, oh, in okay, that okay, aspect. Okay, so.
1: But there's so many, so just give me an example and let's analyze that one. Just off, off the top of your head.
0: Okay, so let's, let's think about like one of the most general fetishes, like, I don't know, oh. like a foot
1: fetish for oh. oh, my my favorite fetishes. No, it's it's actually very, <laughs>
0: okay. I'm kidding, Thank it's you.
1: just very like, uh, very interesting. You know, it's, it's like, how do you, how do you develop a foot fetish?
0: okay because generally i don't know it's just like how do you like eating a certain food over something else or doing a specific activity i guess it could, like the same concept can be connected to sexuality and prejudice in general there's just something about that you know not even just bodily part but something that you just have a craving for and just gives you that like so meaning, i mean
1: i, I think guess. that's a, a i guess uh i mean it's like and it's tough. It's, I just don't understand how it evolved. But now that it's like a sort of like a, a a culture, not a taboo, but a fetish, like I feel like more people are drawn to it. But I think, I okay, so I shoes, right? I think the female high heel is a very prominent part of the female fashion, right? It's just like this this thing that like sticks out of the mm. ground. It's like pointy. It's like, it's, it's, it's powerful, <laughs> you know? So I might say. And it gives, it's sort of like a feminine power. Yeah. And so I think, it's not so much i mean personally i don't know i think it evolved more so in the sort of like the power of the of the the feminine figure which it could be you know predisposed or displayed by the this high heel and not so much by like toes but but then again like people
0: okay so you think so you're trying to say that the shoe is basically a representation or a symbol of the feminine maybe you you know
1: also okay so in today's culture right uh the nipple is always hidden right like it, it's you can't see a nipple online unless it's like pornography like on instagram like it'll it'll block the nipple right yeah. so the nipple itself is like yeah is is very i don't know like highly valued within sexuality and fetishes but that's a that's a, a normal fetish if, you, if i might say like a slightly accepted fetish like that and and butts but if you see a male
0: it... do you think that's because it's more common, like people, more people have spoken about it, or is more people think, like I mean, it? I, I think, in regard, but I think, I think it's not a little bit
1: right? like the, the breast is hidden behind the brassiere. So there's that image of like hidden, like, oh, what, what, why is it hidden? I want, I want it. You know, it's always like, hey, if there's an obstacle, I, I want, it. exactly. So
0: you mean like, exactly, it's a, so it's a bit
1: of curiosity. It's always hidden. So, like, you, the, it's human tendency to like fight the obstacle and like have free range of like whatever.
0: Yeah, nobody walks barefoot. Exactly. Exactly. Foot. Everyone walks around with shoes,
1: right? So the shoe, in some sort of weird yeah. concept, is, is is the obstacle for the most part. Most people in Westernized cultures, which is where I think most of the fetishes are, are people that barely walk barefoot, right? In South, in 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 countries maybe like Africa or like South America where people are barefoot, I would tend to say there's a high correlation of people not having foot fetishes compared to people where people are always walking around with shoes. Maybe I'm just going crazy there. Maybe yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe there's a correlation yeah, okay. between the foot
1: and the teeth. That's always hidden by the Brazier. But, you know, we'll leave them.
0: I think if you think of it from a scientific point, like foot massage, for example, when you're going to have a foot massage, how do they make you feel? They make you feel relaxed. You know, there are certain points on your foot that correlate to specific parts of your body, and I, I, I believe in this. So, when I'm on the metro, as a, as a foreigner here, they're they're at, I wouldn't say threaten, but, you know, you're, you're different, you're not something. Refectology. Yeah, reflexology,
1: yeah. Pardon? Um, I'm not sure, I don't see if it's, I mean, it's a very good example, first example of your fetishes. It's a very, uh, it's, it's a tough...
0: Yeah. I was just trying to give it some sort of rational explanation or you know, trying to put myself in a situation of someone that has a foot fetish, and trying to figure out what aspect of that now, intrigues I'll... them. Because it is quite, I am quite fascinated by it. Similar
1: one, psychologically speaking, right? And I, I will bet you, a lot of racist people that are live within racist cultures, I will bet you, a lot of them are very attracted to. Okay, let's say the white racist, like the typical, like skinhead within uh, the United States. I, I will bet you, there's a high tendency for a lot of these males to be sexually attracted to black females. In like a little bit like like I can't have yeah, you because I'm, I'm a social excited. group, but like I see you
0: it's
1: like exactly the fruit. exactly and you know what? I think oh my god I think the forbidden fruit is sexuality. And I think maybe symbolically I think symbolically it is, in in the Bible and I think once the humans
0: in our chemistry, I, I really think it's in our like it's in our DNA to walk exactly in that we can't have. Or to pursue things and to yeah, I, yeah
1: you're right it's not just sexuality it's a lot of factors that we can have and then once we reach it we sort of uh rot with our with our vices with our foot. but uh, i don't know maybe
0: but that's where the sexual fantasies come from as well like some people i mean you probably don't know this but a high percentage of females like when it comes to you know personal like self-pleasure they prefer to get their resources from the same gender like they'll a high percentage i think this was even like that's scientific proof was was actually spoken about on uh, like um regarding pornography a large percentage of females will be looking at lesbian porn, even if they're not gay and that's just a sexual fantasy that so many girls have like even on i don't know take an example for, like that you have all sorts of period apps or you know female apps online that mm-hmm. you can download and some of them have, have secret chats where you can you know discuss topics with with other girls and, you know, read things. And I actually have one of these apps and sometimes I go on these secret chats and I read the topics that people speak about. And some of them are so funny because sometimes you think that nobody else will be able to relate to you or you know, you're know, you a bit nervous to say something. And it's all uh, anonymous, by the way, like you, you will never know who this person is. But just to be able to read about it is, is quite comforting. And to know that a large percentage of women like to look at gay porn Means, I think that's what, quite what, what interesting. What
1: percentage do you think, just off the top of your head? Because there's probably not a number, especially that not worldwide. The
0: percentage of women? Hmm. Um, I think okay. If if we're talking about all women, maybe I think 70%, 60 or 70% will have like some fantasy, of fantasy okay. or be curious in, yeah, looking at game. Do you porn. think this is because? I, mean, I think part no. of it is because part of it is because it's you know our same body and. You know, we're, we know the feeling that's being attributed to, to what's being shown. So it's easier for us to relate. And on the other side, I think it's a sexual fantasy of, oh my God, like, I want to, you know, I want to try something out, something different. I was thinking,
1: I was thinking maybe it's because like, maybe a female knows how to pleasure a female more than, I guess, because well, like, it's your body, you know, like what works, right? So it's like, maybe sometimes like the, the male, the male well, yeah, touch is a little, I don't know, too forceful, too male and you just want something that just is i don't know tender or i don't i don't know i have no idea
0: if you think about how easy it is for a man to please himself and how complicated it can be for a woman to do the same thing if watching gay porn or you know having a sexual fantasy about another female allows you to be more in sync with yourself then yeah i do understand it
1: well i guess speaking on the topics of pleasure what if we tag or touch the topic of the orgasm? You know, okay. is, it, is it a little too taboo for, for your podcast sexuality? <laughs> I don't know. There's bound. I don't know. There's boundaries. Everything's
0: here. everything. Everything's out there. Everything. You know, it's all equal rights. It's, it's fine. I think it's. But that's what I was thinking at when I, when I was just speaking about the fact that for a man, generally speaking, it is so much easier to achieve an orgasm in comparison to women. Women's bodies are so much more complicated than a man's body in that sense.
1: <laughs> but so I think it's common knowledge that the female experiences like heightened sense of pleasure within an audio and the male, right? Yeah. Why
0: do you think that is. Well, even if you think about it, like how many women nowadays you know, say that they fake orgasms, or you know, like they're 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 not very open with their partner, or they're you know a little bit nervous to say what they like or what they don't like. I think it's a lack of confidence and a lack of support, a lack of a support system for women to be able to speak out their minds. And this is why there are so many apps that have these secret chats, you know, because it's still a secret, but it shouldn't be. Communication in all aspects of your life is important, but I think it's especially important when it comes to sexuality and being with someone, no matter what the gender is. You have to speak about what you like and what you don't like. You have to practice self-pleasure because that's how you understand what your own body is more you know more attracted to in a certain way there it's it's such a difficult concept and such a personal Mm, one
1: mm, mm, mm. but this question i have i mean this question has been like asked throughout like the ages you know from from the egyptians to the greeks speak i mean like the greeks even had this this mythology Mm. if i if my memory serves me correctly i think it was like tiresias or Theresis or something like that. And he 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 was he was a blind prophet (laughs) from Apollo in Thebes. And so this guy was famous for like being clairvoyant. And he was actually so I think the gods were like curious who who could like contain more pleasure, who was like the male gods or the female gods. So they actually transformed uh Hmm. Tiresias into a woman for seven years. And then he was experimenting around, you know, having sex left and right as a woman and as a male. And then at the end he said, Yep, guys. But girls have it way better, and it's just so weird that like, and that it's <laughs> really? so weird that like thousands of years ago, like that was actually like a, like a myth, you know? It was written like
0: yeah. But I think even nowadays when you're joking around with your friends and and you say, like, if you're a guy for a day or if you were a girl for a day, what would you do? (laughs) Everyone immediately says, like, oh, like, I would go and have sex with the opposite sex, you know, because it's just, it's such a curious, like, intriguing topic to think about. Like, to be in the opposite sexist body and be able to feel what pleasure is like, like, subject to that.
1: I I, I mean, I agree. It's different. I think they will be curious, but like even thinking about that, like being transformed into the opposite sex, I guess still, because I know I'm living in in my sort of like bubble, my mind's bubble with like what my sexuality is. I still feel like, I guess that's me saying it right now that I wouldn't want to have sex with the opposite sex, but like I feel like once I was a girl, I would want to have sex with a guy, you know? But it's like i'd be like oh yeah. no, it doesn't matter if i'm a girl or yeah guy. like i still wouldn't be attracted
0: be you're saying you'd be straight you'd still be straight even if i mean you that's what i say right now it. it's
1: like not really a fair perspective to have unless i was actually fully transformed like like our young uh, tiresias you know <laughs> yeah
0: i don't think we'll i don't think we'll all get that opportunity okay so there's actually one more um topic that i wanted to hit on away. with away and it's the one about. it's the one about being more than your physical body so when people die physically do you believe that their conscious still lives on do you believe in the possibility of you know love not being just a chemical in our our brains but you know the fact even grief in itself the concept of grief do you think that comes from an innate sense of hope that human humans possess or do you actually believe that it's you know a part of something well, bigger than all of us
1: i guess you know well I, i'm a man of science you know but that doesn't take away from that these feelings these beliefs not beliefs because i mean I, you can't really scientific proof like life after death maybe you can but but i i i mean i do I,
0: there are people there are people that have you know said that they've died for a minute or however many and like, seconds I like, like, and they you know that they've like yeah, these, uh, or, these you know, near, near
1: death and, experiences and, yeah and, and they're completely interesting i mean there's cases yeah. where uh okay i mean just off the top of my head i know this one female who was in a car crash and she was in taken to like an ambulance and she was basically was dying i think she was pronounced dead dead and so there was like the attendant or like the the emt guy in the ambulance was facing her. And so she traveled outside of her body and was raised in a position that you could you couldn't see it from her point, especially with her with her eyes closed. But she, she, you know, could, she could see, see herself, herself but not only herself. She could see the guy that was attending. And the guy that was attending her had a tattoo on the back of his neck. And I think it was a uh, like a joker or something but she she was she would never be able to see it from like that mm-hmm. angle that she was at and it's, i mean obviously she her eyes was closed like, and she she died and so when she came back to life she was in the hospital she was i guess like after a few weeks like of being conscious she's like well i had this dream when i was dead that uh the guy in the ambulance had this tattoo on on his neck at the back of his neck that was like this joker some sort of clown and they're like oh yeah that's that's stephen mm-hmm. and sure enough stephen comes in he turns around and there it is you know so it's like i think
0: wow that's and, amazing so it's like her her spirit or her soul just f- kind f- of f- left her physical out. body and was physically came sleep. out of
1: the body but was still in this physical realm right it hasn't if if like a sort of like yeah. afterlife exists which i would think kind, kind of, of like, like a, ghost, a ghost. Yeah, that's stuck in like this a three-dimensional spirit. plane that hasn't really i guess if there isn't a life after death that's outside of this world it's kind of still stuck within these walls of, of reality
0: would you think? Do you think that, like, it, take her case for example? Do you think that all souls, spirits, consciousness, whatever you want to call them, that when they've exited the physical body, they still remain? Probably in not. I mean,
1: I think I think like, from like and tales and myths and like legends that I feel like, uh, I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, let's look at the Buddha. You know, like if you reach perfect nirvana, I think it comes to a point where you just like you don't reincarnate into or stay within this this plane. You know, you directly sort of ascend into like a different
0: go somewhere else and i else. think
1: maybe that's like I, yeah.
0: i'd like to believe that i believe i still believe in that and i'd like I'd to like, believe i'd that. like to do you
1: know i'm just
0: you know it's it, i think it's just hard for us to compute because it's something that you know no one has to this day no one has been able to experience and then come back and tell us
1: okay so, it, so if okay so now I have, a, I have a question this is a very good point you know these are good points you're making and it's a good little topic we're on so if sexuality is mostly a physical like within this three-dimensional world right it's it's uh i mean it's like an arousal yeah. within like neurons right and you can say love is like something else but like it's, it's a combination of love and like between two people or like a sexist sexual, sexual attraction, attraction do think, and,
0: yeah do you, do you think there's some brain. sort of
1: like equivalence in this sort of after point? or is it just like a, a human experience that,
0: that sexuality exists in other realities too i mean, I mean like, that's the question to you what do you think that's actually really interesting to speak about. I have, I wouldn't know what to say. I'd like to believe the, the that the ghosts it are just would, fucking around, or... but <laughs> I don't know.
1: Do you sound know, like in <laughs> left and right?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if if if. It's such a big concept, like to just think about being in this world and society and values and culture and everything, to to be able to transmute all of that into another reality that isn't physical, that's you know, you don't even know the polar opposites, you know, what the environment's like, how they're living, what what their values are. It's it's such a unimaginable concept. So it's it's a far stretch for me to say that they would be experiencing sexuality on any level. Well, I'd, I really, I wouldn't know what I to think, say to I that mean,
1: one. I have like a funny little idea. I feel like if there... Uh-huh.
0: My opinion, my answer would 100% influence by where I am now physically.
1: Hmm. What do you mean, like in China or, or like on Earth? Or?
0: No, like on this, hmm. in this reality. My perspective is coming from... The capacity of me being able to be I mean, yeah. in this reality not the capacity of me being that's able all, that's to connect all I mean, there. that's all
1: we have right unless unless you accept that we have soul then it's not all you have you have like a little bit of a connection to the outside world i don't know
0: it's it's a hard question to answer i mean have you no, ever
1: I mean, thought I, about I, it I, just, I, I thought about it as soon as i asked it <laughs> it's kind of a funny question but i think <laughs> i think whatever <laughs> if there is this sort of outside plane, i think whatever these uh these abstracts, these uh, these uh, objective truths that exist outside of the world, I think they are sort of like leak into our reality, and so I think. So, so I, I would say I think sexuality is like the derivative of love, you know, of like pure love outside of there, and it manifests itself in this sort of plane as like.
0: Well, of course, I mean, that's, that's why, you know, the, the, the concept of platonic love exists. I mean, I, I do, I would like to believe that platonic love existed in, in well, it, it exists in our world as well. It might not be, you know, 100% comprehended by everybody, but it still exists. But I'd like to, I do believe that that concept would exist in another reality too. You know, feelings, emotions, affections towards a respective other platonic love in general, I do think would be nice if it was manifested, not only within our reality, but other realities yeah. too. But to do that, you would have to have a conscience. And to get into that, you like, you have no idea what other beings or, you know, other realms develop you know, like. So, who
1: knows? Let's, let's come back to Earth, you know, because now we're just on talking on hot And <laughs> it's just like these tangents <laughs> yeah. that, who knows, you know, but coming back to Earth, we have, we're stuck with this peculiar topic, which is sexuality. what what about people that aren't sexually attracted to anything you know what if someone like asexual what do you i mean it's just like so much of the world is just driven by like silent sexuality whether it's like how like well
0: i mean if you go back to the basic concept of sexuality the meaning in itself is to reproduce you know to to create another soul human being to be able you know to to be able to to grow as a population as a as a, a world but isn't that, isn't that weird so, like what Asian... we just
1: said it's like whenever you want to have sex it's never like i want to reproduce <laughs> i want to divide my i'm just trying to <laughs> divide myself <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> you know it's all it's it's always like this feeling it's always like oh i just want to like uh like this this urge to just like be with someone and just like you know but it's never like the urge to like Combine my genes with your genes, and let's just.
0: Well, I mean, you do develop the urge. You do, you do, you do develop the urge to have, you know, to develop in that sense as well to have a family to to bear your own children. You do develop that, but I think that comes with age and you know the, the stage that you are at in your life. Obviously, at our age, we're not thinking about you know ha- making a baby every time we with um, someone.
1: By, by, sorry, like five hundred years ago, our age was already too old to have kids, you know. Grand, grand, grandparents. Oh yeah, that's I know, point.
0: but that's just how society is uh, developing though, like, you know, traditions and, and, you know, ages in specific, I think the topic of age is very personal, personal, culturally, and as a society in general, as you said, like, past generations, our grandparents, like, my grandma was a mother at 19 years old, for example, and that <laughs> Damn, was grandma my mother, <laughs> my, <laughs> My mother became a mom at thirty and that was totally normal for her. I don't know at what age I will become a mother or if I ever will for that matter. Oh. But you know, it's very subjective and I still think that the pressure of reproducing as a concept is very much So I I I, I, I you know, no installed I, in I, I don't want to but I know
1: I know I've got a goldfish memory, but I wanna ask you a question directly what you were saying in a couple of seconds. But just going back To the the question that still is on this topic, and I'm just gonna say the question, right? Just talk about the question. But okay, so when I was saying that, like, uh, I don't have like this urge to like reproduce my genes or like get some like dreams, right? But whenever like an animal sort of like sees another animal, it really does like subjectively like judge its mate based off like who is who is the strongest to survive, right? And it's like, and you can't really like say like, oh, this bird is thinking like, oh, this has the best genes, but like in if you look at the data it's like most likely uh you will choose your your mate based off like who has the highest chance of surviving or having the best gene like the, the best offspring right
0: yeah yeah
1: oh okay, so so the... i
0: mean if you take that if you take that to humans i mean that can be attributed the same concept can be attributed to humans too It's what we talked about before you know who's more attractive who's Who's not like it, it your particular own personal taste comes into play too like what you find more attractive like you have to define the concept but
1: what, what's what's like the, the genetic advantage matter. of someone having like a nose ring you know like someone attracted to someone with tattoos it's like oh man this guy well
0: that's not that's an accessory but i think it's just the human side view of like the values that we've attributed for those things being on the human body if you think about a oh, guy with
1: tattoos, you think that he's really strong or really oh, like okay, bad okay, or, okay, or something okay, okay. like that. Yeah, you're open to, you're, you're strong, but you're also like, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so the question I wanted to ask you, obviously, like, within this sort of age and time, like, more females are, like, joining the workforce, like, we're, we're striving for equality, right? And so more people, more, most people work from, like, 20s to, like, are more, most productive from 20s to, like, 40s. But you can't.
0: have kind of like, especially nowadays, like women want women wanting to become parents is being pushed back, and they're putting themselves a little bit more like first now. They they want to pursue exactly, exactly, exactly.
1: And, exactly. and, and I feel like, But 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 we cannot deny that the female body has a bit of a a, a timer. You know, like you can't you can't yeah, that's true. You can't reproduce and until when you're 50 right like let's say you want to have this sort of like liberal life and say yeah, i want to live my that's life because, like,
0: uh-huh. that's because of like hormonal, hormonal changes in a woman's body and like so play like, so yeah of course like i 100 percent agree with you with the fact that you know you you, you have to think about these things just up, up until a certain age but it doesn't have to be extremes to where it's 19 or 22 it can even be like 40, like as long as it's in between a bracket of or that, that bracket of age. It doesn't matter. If you want to pursue your own professional goals before becoming a parent, that's totally fine. If you want to be a parent at 22, and that's in the history of your life, that's fine as well. They're both equally acceptable.
1: But it's not exactly like a clean bracket, right? After the age of 27, this bracket sort of starts degrading where you're coming into risk at the age of like 32 and 35 to having kids. And most people are starting to get married in the 30s. And so you get married in your 30s.
0: Yeah, it's It's getting later and later. And you don't have
1: kids you are like, I don't have kids right away so let's say you're 33 you get married 33 you're like you know what i want to have kids when i'm 36 now you're getting really high chances of like i don't know like serious like like issues for the baby and then i mean people that are having babies when they're 40 like that's extremely kind of dangerous you know but
0: that's just a personal choice of the day like um, you know we can't speak on behalf of parents everybody's age that's just that's a personal choice and it has a lot to do with you know your health your physical health your mental health so many different things come into play but generally speaking I don't think that all women or all, all men have to become parents at a specific age.
1: Not I agree, I agree. I...
0: It's not like you hit 25 and you have to start thinking I need to be a mum or I need to be a dad or you know I need to be in a serious relationship and start thinking about having a family right now. I like, know that's not the way it is nowadays because you know women have more possibilities to, to pursue their professional careers. I think in past generations, they were primarily focused on families and you know, being, being an at-home mother, which there's nothing wrong with it. I think the role in itself is very respectful. But nowadays, because we have the opportunity to pursue other things, it's still important just to, to, to become parents. But we also have the possibility of thinking outside of I that. agree.
1: And knowing you, you know, you're one of the most independent people I know. And but but do you ever, but do you ever get that 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 sort of maternal feeling like man I want a kid?
0: Oh, yeah, but I've always had that but that I connect that to you know what I'm doing at the moment I'm teaching children I've always loved I've always loved kids since I was little. I think it's just something that you know that you have inside of you from a very young age. Whenever I've been around kids, I've always wanted to play with them or whenever I see a baby somewhere I'm you know I I feel a, a sense of like affection towards them. It's just you either have it or you don't and I I've always had that maternal instinct within me so I know that I will want to be a mother someday but as you said right now I'm I'm focusing on something else do you
1: think it's selfish to to want to be like a mother it's like I want to be a parent you know it's like I want I, I like you're saying like I want right I mean and this, this is true for everyone it's like you never like I don't, I don't know, it's just like, so it's like, I just feel like it's kind of selfish to like want to create like a mini me and have this sort of like little person that you can love. Not like not like a pet, but it's like, kind of like a pet, like getting a little dog, you know, it's like, I want, oh, I hell. want to have like- You're A pet? I mean, in, in, a, in a sort of like, not in a degrading way, but just like in a very like abstract way to think about it. It's like, oh, I want something that's like a mini me, but also like something I can play with and just like love. It's like, I, 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 I want, it. you know, you never,
0: yeah, plus, you, you want the best for your kid. Like, you want them to, to, to look the best and to be the best and to be the smartest you No, know, Obviously,
1: I want the, the best you for, for your kid, but I'm just saying, like, the initial thought of, like, why have a child, right? Like, what's, like, it's like, you never do it for the world. Like, I want to have a kid because I know my kid will be the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and will save but the world, yeah. you know? It's like, it's like, I want a kid for yeah. me. Well,
0: I think it's just the fact of being able to share all of my experiences and to be able to teach a smaller version of me something valuable. Mm. And, you know, basically, to, to reproduce. I mean, the, the word reproduce doesn't sound very appealing, but to be able to To you, pass I, I love on It sounds so
1: attractive. Just reproduce. Come on. It's <laughs> got a little tang to it. To be
0: able to pass on to a future generation in some way, I think that's, you know, that's what life is all about. Because if, if you die and then you don't... You, you have nothing to pass on and nothing to pass on to, then the cycle just ends there, doesn't yeah. it? And, and I, but I, I, if I, you think I like about that answer, it, you know? Generations of families that have passed down traditions and values and love and affection. I like that. I think that's beautiful.
1: Like, subjectively, it's like what you think is, what should be passed on, like something good, that just doesn't just die with you yeah. and gets buried and gets eaten, but like, you know, it, it just, yeah. it's a cycle that keeps going. And hopefully it...
0: You get to teach, generations and you get to teach your your child you know right from wrong um and how you think they're supposed to you know be as a person in the world hmm. well yeah. thank you for taking the time
1: well thank you for inviting me i genuinely love the show okay love the show love and uh thank you